0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. Uh, Come to you tonight, I'm just going to talk about some things that are on my heart. Uh, Some of you may know we lost, uh, well, we didn't lose her, but she's in heaven, but we a dear friend, uh, Erica Uskali, passed away on uh, Saturday morning, unexpected, uh, we're having the funeral here on this Thursday, and, and uh, it got me thinking after I heard, I got a call from her husband about 6, 10 in the morning, and, and uh, how easily it is to see somebody go like that. I mean, just being She had a, we don't know, massive heart attack or something and just went, was unexpected, just had buried her father. And uh, had sang at his funeral and everything. And we rejoice that she's in heaven. Because the Bible says we don't grieve like those that have no hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. But I was thinking about that. And I I want to talk about the prosperous soul. But tonight, one of the things that makes a a really prosperous soul is when we walk in love. When we really, truly walk in love. Now, uh, the prosperous soul is according to our brother John, wrote in in 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Well, I got to thinking about that. You know, um, how many times, we haven't had that happen too often, but how many times you wish you would have said something in a loving way or kind way with somebody. I've had talked with people over the years that they the last time they saw somebody or even a close relative or a they They kind of had contention with them rather than saying, "You know I love you and and thanks and and uh so i it was just the fact that Erica passed so suddenly that made me think we need to be careful, we need to show the love of God to others all the time and uh so tonight I'm going to talk about walking in in the love of God, which is so important today, and uh we're, of course we'll go to the first Corinthians thirteen um 1 through 13 we'll do that one and and there's a couple other ones but uh, i just want to talk about erica a little bit we uh, she's been a part of this church for many many years 20 years and her and her husband and son and uh sang on the praise team did led small groups did a lot of other things was always a part of what was going on in the church and i remember nine years ago uh 10 of us went down to Bacalar, mexico and the, James Rackley and Beverly Rackley's mission down there They to, to do that and we had a good time Eric and I ended up sitting right behind James Rackley and driving in he was driving a van and usually somebody else in the front and we sit right in that second row and of course laughed a lot had a good time and uh, really enjoyed what we were doing so I got to know her quite well and uh, just just loved her laugh loved her enthusiasm her zeal and things and You know, and I I just want people to know that uh, she's truly going to be missed. But I also want people to know that, hey, we need to walk in love. Uh, We know the scripture over in 1 Corinthians 13, and I'll read that in a minute. But in John chapter 13, verse 34, I want to read you what Jesus said. Jesus, (laughs) how many of you know Jesus was the one we should follow, the one we should listen to, the one we should obey, amen? And he says in... John thirteen thirty four. He says, "A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another." Now, the love he's talking about isn't isn't a isn't a natural earthly love, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit. As I have loved you, well, how did he love us? He gave his life for us. He came down from heaven, came down from heaven, and and gave up all those things that those those things he had in heaven to come down here and rescue us that you also love one another. How important it is to love one another. And it goes on to say, by this all all will know that you are my disciples. How are they gonna know we're disciples? It says, by this all will know, and not just those in the church, I believe that people out in, in uh, everyday life are gonna know there's something different about you when you love people, if you have love one for another. So it goes on to say that kind of love, That's Christ would command us to love in, uh, indicates that love is not just a feeling or a preference. Uh, it is what one does and how he relates to others. A decision, a commitment, a way of behaving. Jesus states that the world will know that we are all his disciples if we behave lovingly towards one another. And it goes on to say some other things in the word wealth. But uh, over in... in uh, um, Romans 5, 5, it says, let me just read that real quick before we get into 1 Corinthians 13. I'm not going to be real long tonight, but I just want just wanted to, to remind ourselves that it's really, really important that we walk in love. And obviously, Paul was writing to the Corinthians who were a very uh, carnal bunch of people, and, and they probably had a lot of disagreements and, and things, but here in uh, chapter 5 of Romans, it says, verse 5, Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which was given to us. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. We have love in us. The the key is, are we letting it out? Are we walking it out? For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us that in while we were still sinners christ died for us much more than having been now justified by his blood we should be saved from the wrath through him now listen that that kind of love is what they call agape love there's all kinds of natural love there's sexual love there's uh, you know different things that we see in in the flesh and in the world but there's a one one love that that supersedes everything it's the love of God, and it's called agape love. Now, when Jesus wrote that in 1334, I've heard it said that, that they didn't use that before he came out with that. That's, he said, you love one another as God, uh, I have loved you or as God has loved you. Well, that's what we work for. That's, what we, uh, that's what's gonna be remembered. Are we? Do we love people? Do we love, uh, love God and love people? That's the great commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. He's talking about that same kind of love. He's talking about the love that, that surpasses even knowledge, surpasses everything. Now listen, we have to know that God wants us to, to love one another. <laughs> he tells us over and over in the word. And you say, well, that can't work for me. Yes, it can, because it just said right there, if you've accepted Christ, the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart. I just heard a story, I listened uh, uh, Mark Hank has related a story about what Brother Hagin said one time. He said, he quoted a scripture about something of, uh, probably this one I'm going to read out of 1 Corinthians 13, but talked about if you had all these things and did not have love, or if you hated something, you, you, you put yourself in, in danger of not being accepted, right? Now, I don't want to get into the, the, the theological discussion over that, but what he said, a woman came to him and disagreed with him. She says, are you telling me I hate my mother-in-law? And he says, well, uh, and you telling me that I might have uh, an opportunity not to go to heaven. I forget the scripture. It doesn't matter. I just want to make this point. And he says, well, he says, I'm just reading you what the scripture says. And she says, well, uh, you really, you hate your brother in law huh? She says, I hate my mother-in-law. He says, well, what happens? Just say that for me right now. I hate my mother-in-law." she says, I hate my mother-in-law. he says, well, how does that feel down in here in, in your inner most being? She says, I feel something kind of scratchy. He says, don't you know that's the love of God? And so he said, how about if you change that and make a statement, I love my mother-in-law, I'm gonna treat her kindly. So she began to say that and she, he says, how does that feel now? Boy, there's some, something released inside of me. And he says, well, she had a daughter, a little daughter that had epilepsy and, and she would have seizures all the time. Well, she had these seizures and, and uh, so she called Brother Hagin a, 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 time later and said, would you come pray for my daughter? She's having these seizures again. He gets to the, where, her house or whatever, where they lived and, and said uh, he was going to pray for her. And then he said, the Holy Spirit says, have her pray for him and have her say this before, before she uh, prays. And he said, "I want you to, you to pray for. Her, but I want you. Here's what I want you to say first, <laughs> Mister Devil. I'm walking in love. I love my mother-in-law, and I'm walking in love. And I command you in Jesus' name to release my daughter from these these, uh, this, uh, these epilepsy uh, fits. She did that, and her daughter was released from them." and so he didn't see her for quite some time after that maybe years down the road or something and he came and he said she said you remember what you told me he said yeah he said uh, she said uh well he said did you ever have more more he said one time he said "He she started having one of these uh um, attacks and he she said listen i walk in love and, and and i show love and i and she says i command you to get out of my daughter's life and it went and he, she says he's never had a problem again See, that's love working in action right there. That's faith that works by love. Amen? Now, let's go over to 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm going to read this out of the, uh, the Amplified Classic. And I want you to go along with me. Verse 1. This is one of those things that we need to read often and see, am I, am I doing these things? Because it's so important. If God told Paul to write this in the middle of two chapters about the gifts of the Spirit and, and the power of God, there must be something mightily to it. And it says this, if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that's reasoning, intentional spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God, love for us and in us, I am only a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, you're just making noise that don't mean anything. It's not. It's you're really not in love. And if I pro- have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all spiritual truths. You ever heard somebody? Oh, I just love the way they talk. I love. They just wax eloquently. I just love to sit and listen to those people. They're just wonderful. Well. It goes on to say, they might be saying that and mysteries and possess all knowledge. And if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. And see what I said earlier about faith worketh by love. You can have all those things, but if you're not walking in love, it don't mean anything. <laughs> you understand that? I hope you do. It goes on to say, if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, You know, a lot of people are benevolent. A lot of people give a lot. And if I surrender my my body to be burned or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Wow, that's deep stuff. That's really deep stuff. It goes on to say in verse four, love endures long and is patient and kind. Well, you can stop right there. You can ask yourself, Am I being patient and kind? Am I enduring long with people that they're sometimes hard to deal with? Am I am I trusting God with them? Am I uh, see this agape love is God so loved us sinners, and lost people, that He sent His Son. Agape love says, and it goes on to say, I'll tell you, it'll say here in a minute, but we love people. We don't always love what they do. We don't have to. Uh, put our <laughs> stock in that we put our faith in Christ that Christ can change anyone if you allow him to amen but what it says patient and kind have you ever been with somebody that proclaims to be a Christian and they talk well and you go to a restaurant or something and they act up or treat the rates uh, unkindly or or people that they feel a little bit aloof and a little bit above I've been with people like that I don't like it I don't like it listen we we need to love people what that scripture said love god love people love ourselves amen and if we're not kind and 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 loving and uh patient then there's something wrong with us love never is envious or boils over with jealousy you ever get jealous of somebody else that got promoted or got a position over you even though you may know more than they do about the situation about the job but Maybe even in ministry, that happens a lot in ministry. Well, you know what? You gotta be real careful because you can get offended and lose the blessings that God has for you. God exalts the humble. uh, And so we have to be humble and not envious. And really, it's good to submit to those in authority over us and help them as much as we can to do a good job. Do you ever think, do you ever been in a situation in a job where you actually knew more and had and experienced more, and been in more you know, positions on the job than somebody else that gets promoted, you know the best thing you can do for them is to help them do well. Help them do good. Don't be jealous. It says, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. Well, you know, pride enters into all this stuff. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit, a haughty spirit before a fall. When you get prideful, when you get uh, these these attitudes and things, you're setting yourself up for a fall. Is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Wow. Uh, you, see, we need to check ourselves. This is called spiritual checkups. Is not rude. Have you ever I've been around people that are just plain rude? <laughs> I mean, you know, well, I can't help it. I Somebody does something to me, I need to retaliate. No, you don't. You need to love them. I th- I, we were talking about this. Somebody else and I were talking about this today, actually. And, I, and we got to talking about that. I said, do you ever think about when what what the scripture says when it, if you get struck on the right cheek, you turn to the other cheek? I don't think it's so much that is you just don't retaliate. You forgive people. You move on. Amen? Amen. You walk in forgiveness and does not be act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights. Or its own way. Ever been with somebody that's got to be in control about everything? I've said this for years and I still say it. I don't, <laughs> everybody has an opinion and it's always highly thought of by them. So they got to have their way. Been with somebody, you know, got to have their way all the time. Well, that isn't the way we're supposed to act. We're to, We're to give in to other people, help other people and be for other people. For it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy, or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. In other words, we gotta be careful because we can. somebody does something to us, we, 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 we immediately get our back up or whatever and we, we can act out. Now I thought of this, especially for husbands and wives or, or somebody close to your family. And it, it came home to me on this weekend What if you get into it with your with your spouse or 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 a dear friend and you get into it with them and and the last things that you ever heard they ever heard you say was something that was was uh, anger or or a total disagreement or something not so nice man i tell you what that would work on you it were me to know that the last thing i said to them was something unseemly or not very nice and so it came to me this, you know, that we just need to start telling people how much we love them. Well, they don't treat me too good. Well, I love them anyway. God bless them. Help them, because your love, the agape love, loves them unconditionally. Now we don't always like what they do. How many of you know that we don't have to like what they do? If we're out sinning, God still loves us. He'd rather we walk in in His fullness and in righteousness, but the truth of the matter is He still loves us. Sometimes, you know, the, what's the scripture that says? Love your enemies and pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. That's the scripture. That's a command. That's not just saying, well, if they don't bother me, I won't bother. No, we love them. Lord, we pray for them today. I know they've acted unseemly and they haven't been very good, but I'm praying for them. Get a hold of them, Holy Ghost. Get their life turned around. Because you You know what? We've all been sinners that needed a savior. We, well, I didn't do anything too bad, Mike. I, I, I didn't kill anybody, I didn't rob anybody, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't uh, uh, smoke, uh, chew, or go with those that do, or didn't drink, and you might not have done any of that, but you, did you ever lie? Did you ever have a, a bad thoughts about people? Were you ever critical? Did you ever talk bad about, you know, did you do anything? Because it's all sin, and we all need a savior. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness. Man, do you ever have somebody that you didn't really care for get in trouble, and you thought, "Oh, I knew it." <laughs> kind of glad about it. We didn't maybe not said that, but what do you rejoice in when that right is uh, when that wrong is made right, and truth prevails? That's when you. That's when you say, "Hey, wow, I'm so thankful that they got their their selves together." I mean. I look at myself growing up. I was, was, was talking about it again, to someone today, and I said, you know, I had my dad, I did things with my, against my mom and dad, now I'm not proud of even today. I mean, I sassed them, I got upset with them, I did all those things, but they loved me anyway. My uncles, I did some foolish things, they loved me anyway. They, they, they didn't condone it, they might say, Mike, you know, shouldn't be all doing that stuff or something like that. But the truth of the matter is they didn't give up on me. Amen? So, we love it when truth prevails. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to be, leave the be, uh, believe the best of every person. Well, to believe the best of every person. You know, I, I, I really feel that God knows what we can be rather than what we are. And we should see people like that. I mean, I go back the number of years 29 years old, hadn't given my heart to the Lord, and heard about him all my life because I was raised in a Christian home. But it wasn't too late. God changed my life, and he'll change the lives of people that you think, oh, they'll never change. We shouldn't even say that. Say, God help them. I know you got better for them. Help them realize it for themselves. Amen? Sees the best, believes the best for every person. It hopes... Are, are faithless, and under all circumstances, it endures everything without weakening. Now, who's writing this? Paul the Apostle. who boy? If you ever had, a you never had anything happen to us like it happened to him, and yet he was writing this. Love what never fails. The agape kind of love never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting. The divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. For as for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. (laughs) For our knowledge is fragmentary, fragmentary, uh, incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is the same, incomplete and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and the imperfect will vanish away because it's antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred uh, reflection of reality as it's, uh, or as in a riddle or an enigma. Uh, yeah enigma but then when the perfect comes we shall see in reality face to face now I know in part and perfectly but when I shall I shall know and understand fully and clearly even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God so faith hope love abides faith conviction and belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things hope joyful and confident expectation of eternal excuse me, salvation, love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for us and in us, these three, but the greatest of all of these is love. Listen, my friends, we need to love one another, that commandment that Jesus gave a new commandment I give it to you, that you would love one another as I have loved you. Well, we can do that. You can do that. The love of God, if you've been accepted Christ, the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, and you can begin to walk in love. Think about it. We lost a dear friend this weekend, and and we'll remember her well, but let's think about people all around us. Do we love them? Do we tell them often enough? I mean, we ought to make a point every day. Tell your your spouse, tell your kids, I love you. Uh, And not only say it in word, but also in deed. Amen? So, we can, have, we can have that kind of love going forth. And people will know, others will know, that we're Jesus' disciples by the love that we have. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you for the love of God that's been shed to broaden our hearts by the Holy Spirit. I thank you for uh, um, Erica a life well served. We know she's in the presence of the Lord because we know from be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But I pray for her family in the next few days, in the weeks and months ahead, that they'll, they'll just uh, love one another, continue to serve God, go forth in a, better, in a greater way. And I just thank you that we can go forth loving one another, caring for one another, carrying one another's burdens, helping one another through life. As you've blessed us, we can bless others. What, no greater thing is to love one another, as Jesus said. So we thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for us. And we thank you, Father, for the agape love that you've shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And we give you praise for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.